Hello, beautiful souls. This is Miranda. Welcome to the Provoking Prosperity podcast. Today, I have Cole Kaufman, who I had the honor of meeting personally. When I met her, I wanted to bring her on because I loved her story and I loved what she is doing. She is a retreat host and embodiment coach, and she also brings in life coaching and ecstatic dance. In this podcast, we go deep into her story where she shares herself vulnerably. And it is inspiring because you can see the shift that can happen when you have this awareness and the courage to step into something different. So listen with an open heart. See what resonates. See if some of these things really connect with you on a personal level. Because it is through story that we feel. It is through story that we connect. And for vulnerable shares, how powerful is it for someone to speak up and speak out with the things that they went through to share with others so that they can support you in guiding you in moving into who you truly are, who you want to be. So let's dive in. Do you spend all of your time building and maintaining your business so that you achieve the success you envision? Do you feel frustrated, unfulfilled, and have a loss or disconnect from your creative flow? Are you a conscious leader that is ready for change when it comes to society's views on money, wealth, relationships, and what prosperity truly means? If so, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Provoking Prosperity Podcast. I am your host, Miranda Mitchell. I am a 2-4 Manigen who is here to empower and equip you to step out of the box of social norms, guide you into using your voice for inspiration and impact, and support you in finding what prosperity means for you so that you have the business and life that fulfills you. So grab that cup of coffee, get comfy, and get ready to hear the heartwarming and heart-wrenching personal stories, all things human design and jinkies, plus tangible practices that you can implement right now for your personal and business growth. Today, I have a beautiful person I was able to connect with in person. Cole, would you introduce yourself? Tell us a little about what you do, and then we'll dive into all the goodness with the questions. Yes. Hi, I'm Cole Kaufman. I am a personal trainer and yoga teacher and life coach based out of Tampa, Florida. I've been on my own journey for the last six years, my own spiritual awakening of figuring out how to integrate being an ex party girl into an embodied, integrated, wild woman in the best way. Now I help women really express themselves in their authenticity and their full embodiment through different tools, modalities, and most important, movement practices. We would love to hear about your story and get to the vulnerable stuff. I hope you're open with that. And then what was that point that you realized this is no longer working and I want to use this as a way to grow and be able to support other people? Yeah, I started drinking a lot when I was in like 10th grade. And my husband and I have these conversations now about how we were brought up and how things like that were really, really normal where we're from. And we're not sure if it's normal other places. This is all we knew because this is where we grew up. This is what everybody did. So on the weekends, we drank. I literally got my first DUI when I was a senior in high school, drinking and driving on my 18th birthday. And I had to spend all of my graduation money paying for a DUI. <laughs> so this is this is rooted way back when. I'm 33 now. And it was a, a really big battle for many, many years. 
So we sort of grew up in this culture, my friends, my husband, and myself, uh, of that was normal, right? You drank on the weekends, you snuck out during the week. I had parents that really had high expectations of me because I was smart, I was capable, I got all A's, and so they expected perfection. And so the perfectionist tendencies are roped really deep within me because that was just the way that it was. Anything less than perfect was not acceptable because I was capable of being the very best. With that came tons of pressure put on me by my parents, but also by myself as well. I always put a lot of pressure on myself to be a certain way, to look a certain way, to be manicured and polished and presentable. And after so long, a person just cracks. You know, you can only be that way for so long and live within this box. And my escape was always drinking. It was always doing things that made me feel bad. I was sneaking around, whether that was smoking cigarettes out of my friend's mom's ashtray or finding a way to like get a black and mild from the corner store or using a fake ID when I was 16. So I would appear to be 18 so I could buy just things to smoke. Like we don't even care what it is. Just like, let's like smoke something, right? And so those behaviors were really, really prominent from a super young age. And then I went away to college and I sort of lived this double life of I was super capable, got amazing grades, did really well in school. And I felt like because I lived this perfection student, I paid my own bills, I worked, I got all A's, then I could go out and party. So it was always my way to let off steam and, and to just escape. And I didn't realize while I was in the cycle that I was unhappy with myself. You, those realizations don't come until you start consciously doing the work of, okay, why am I drinking five nights a week? But also it was so incredibly normal. Every single friend that I had, that's what we did. It seems that everyone in our apartment complex, that's what they did. Everyone I encountered out at my job in school, it was like these layers of like, okay, my inner circle behaves this way. And then you meet more people and you're like, oh, they behave that way too. And then you meet more people, work, acquaintances, their friends, and you're just going out and getting blacked out all of the time. And you're really cool if you're known at all of these bars and you're sort of a bar star, you know, hey, I got the hookup. I slept with that bartender or, you know, I pick up shifts here. So let's go get free drinks. And, and you sort of become this local celebrity in such a yucky, disgusting, like shitty way. And, but all of it was just extremely, extremely normal. And so thinking about being a senior in college, like, okay, well, now I've already partied like this for, what, eight years? Then it becomes an identity. I graduated college. I wasn't really sure what I was going to do. I took my first out-of-college job, which was an event coordinator, and I made $10 an hour. And I remember not knowing that that wasn't a lot of money. I lived in my own apartment. I'd always waitressed or bartended. And paid my bills, whatever. And my parents congratulated me because it was it was the right job. It was the out of college, go get a corporate job. And then I would get my paychecks and they would be gone instantly. My paychecks for two weeks would be $600. And I, I couldn't even pay my bills when I was bartending. And then you're back in the bar. So you're drinking and then you have a corporate job. So what do those people do? They go to happy hour after work. And it just, the cycle never stopped. And I finally gave in to my desires of not working a corporate job. I realized adults in the real world, I'm like, God, they're so catty. They all talk shit about each other. I can't believe this is what the workforce is like. Fuck this. I'm done. So I just went back to bartending. I let myself just travel and party and really 
accepted that this is how I was going to live for the next couple of years. And then my husband and I started dating and he lived about an hour away from the city I was living in, which was Flint, Michigan. He lived in. And I'm not sure if you're familiar with Flint. It's very, very impoverished. When I lived there, there was the Flint water crisis. So they were telling residents that the water was safe to drink, but there were incredibly high levels of lead in the water. It was literally poisonous. I, I moved into his house to our relationship was progressing and I moved in with him in his city in Flint and in a house that cost $13,000 cash. We couldn't drink our water. It wasn't safe to be outside. People get tackled in my backyard by the police. It was literally insane. And so what do you think all of those people did? Drink all the time, all the time. So I had bartending jobs there where we just drank at work, drank after work. Then I started doing drugs. I started staying up to do cocaine and take Molly on the weekends as I would go to raves and EDM shows and, you know, had a new group of friends. I love to do those things. So I wouldn't say I was trying to fit in, but it was just, I was always absorbed by my environment. Mm -hmm. And it just went on for years and years and years and years. When I moved into Matt's house in Flint, we had both kind of said, okay, let's live here for like a year or so. And then let's move out of state. We didn't know where we would go. We were just bartending, partying, partying a lot. And I don't think that I was afraid of it at that point, but I think that something subconsciously was telling me you're meant for more than this. I always had this desire to tell other people after I quit my corporate job, you don't have to just go to school and then get a nine to five. You can mm -hmm. do whatever you want. You can, whether that's bartend, whether that's create your own business. I always just knew that that wouldn't be my normal, but it sort of like stopped there. Then I was just, I was just lost in, in partying, but I'm, you know, I'm winning because I don't have a corporate job and I don't make a salary. I'm fast cash, all the things. But we sort of just came to a point where we packed up everything, moved to Tampa with no plan, no jobs, no place to live. We knew that we would have our U-Haul for five days and we saved $10,000 and I'm so glad that we did that. We just knew if we had a little nest egg, we'd be able to figure something out. And then we would kick up bartending and serving jobs and just go from there. And so we moved and we very easily had a beautiful transition down here. We moved into a luxury apartment. It was gorgeous. We got bartending and serving jobs. It was really easy. And we both started, started going down our own spiritual awakening journeys. So Matt with doing a heroic dose of mushrooms and go getting into meditation and he quit drinking and doing drugs and he went down a path of sobriety and self-awareness and I took yoga teacher training and that totally changed the trajectory of my entire life and it was really at that point where I was like okay I can feel into why I'm doing the things that I'm doing and build that self-awareness and really see all of this happen because I was just a product of my environment and what am I capable of now that I've removed myself from those places and those circles and things of that nature. That started our whole journey into what we've evolved into now. I love that you shared the process. I could envision a lot of the stuff as you were speaking. What you shared with the process of how everyone just did it. It was just everywhere. Drinking was there. So you drank. There was not anything that you knew. And then other people drank and everywhere was just drinking. And that's just about how it was. Because there are a lot of people that don't realize that when we're in that energy frequency of, of whatever energy we are, low energy, mid energy, wherever we're at, 
that is what we attract to us. So that is why we are surrounded by those people that drink. That is why we continue to do all that is because we are in that energy frequency and we are the ones that have to change that to be able to then raise that frequency to be around other people, which is what you guys did by moving. You guys knew we got to get out of here. This is nothing for us. We have to get out. So you had the awareness of we have to get away from this so that we can raise our frequency with what we're doing. Because right, right now we're kind of absorbed in it. Totally. So I love that you shared that because I think there's a lot of people that don't understand that. They feel like, well, this is just what everyone else does. This is where everyone else is. So I'm just going to stay here. But you do have a choice. And it's not easy. It's never an easy choice. It is so easy to stay in what you've always known, even though you know you're not happy. It's so easy to just stay there. It's hard to be able to do something different and trust that process. Absolutely. And where we're from, not a lot of people even go away to college. I think from my graduating class, there were there were literally four people that even went away to college. So people just stay. They stay. They date each other. They have kids with one another. I mean, where Matt's from, it's exactly like that, too. So it's a big deal to even move cities within the same state. It's a huge deal to move across the country. And most people don't do it. It just seems impossible to them. But they don't have that self-awareness of this is a cycle that I'm in and there is a way out. I think just think that this is the way that life is. So now that you have done your teacher training and you and Matt have like switched around doing everything that you're doing in life and you're creating these new connections and friendships and opportunities and experiences, who is it that you work with? I want to definitely talk about ecstatic dance. It's shadow work, but it's not the heavy stuff. Tell us what you do now, who you work with, and then go into why is this so meaningful for you to be able to do this and support others? Who I work with in this moment oftentimes are women that are sort of just getting started on their journey. And when I started on mine, I had no idea where to start. I was aware of all of these different things, meditation, reading self-help books, should I get a coach? Should I try yoga? All of the things. And not that anyone needs a guide because you are your own guide, but I just didn't know where to turn. So I spent so many years just like touching here, touching there, trying to reach out and do all of these different things. As I have accumulated all of this wisdom and all of these tools, I very much can help the person that is just starting that needs clarity. They might have some confusion. They're just dipping their toe in the pool of growth or self-development. And we often gateway this with our retreats. They're a really beautiful space to try on a lot of different healing modalities and see what fits you best. So we offer different guided journaling and different workshops that I host, different movement practices, breath work and sound healing. Matt offers combo. And I, I feel like I most attract these women because they can see that I've already done this type of work and they see that I live in an embodiment of it and that I have a more magnetic presence. And they're kind of like, how? You have to sort through those layers and peel it all off and, and figure out who you are authentically. And I think that that's one of my superpowers. And it has been since I was little, I've been able to very easily emotionally connect with people. And I've always at the core been an authentic person. I've always been able no matter what version of me that is, something in me has been able to show up as myself unapologetically. 
And most women can't do that. We're very bogged down by societal pressures and conditioning and norms and programming and this relearning and this uncovering of who you are authentically. And so I really can beautifully hold the space for a woman to explore that within themselves. So those are the people that I mostly work with now, women that are ready to really dive in and, and do work and and want to involve the body because you know as well, you have done movement, personal training, aesthetic dance, the mindset stuff, it, it doesn't matter. It's not integrated unless you involve the body. There has to be somatic processing with it. And being a personal trainer and yoga teacher for so many years, and I was sick from breast implants and I had mold poisoning and I've very much been ungrounded before along my journey. Being in your body is such an important aspect of living a holistic and integrated and meaningful life. And the body has to be involved. I try to draw women in that are ready to want to accept themselves. They want to have a positive relationship with their physical body. They want to really feel like everything is integrated. And this is really, really meaningful for me because when I hired my first coach, my whole life changed. And mm -hmm. it was a big investment that I didn't have in the moment. But when you have that support, you have someone in your back pocket, someone that can point you in the right direction, that can reflect your blind spots with love. It, it truly is such a life-changing experience. And I would always knew that I'd give back in that way one day, but I didn't know exactly how or when or what. And all of my work, all of, all of the little things, the small decisions, the small certifications, it's really brought me to that space. So now I'm really in a position where I can hold the space for women to transform and be a coach. It, it sort of feels like it's service back because I needed that so badly at one time. One of my last conversations with my coach before my program with her was over, I was crying to her about feeling like I was still an alcoholic. And this was only like two years ago. And the way she held space for me so beautifully was so different than any therapist or anyone that I'd ever worked with. And after that, I was like, there is something to coaching that it just feels so much more spiritual than than anything. And going through that and having a tough time and and ending on that note of of her just reminding me of all the things I have accomplished and how amazing I truly am. I'm like, gosh, I just wish that every woman could feel this way because I believe that about other women. I feel like everyone Honestly, if everyone had a coach, they would actually see the brilliance of themselves. We've been so conditioned to constantly looking externally for validation and resources and all the things to show us that we're lovable or good or successful. And when you have that, in, especially in the beginning, when you have that in the beginning of your process to really support you when you fall to the ground and like, this is bullshit. I am not good enough. I do not deserve this. All of those things that come up to have that person that sees you and believes in you more than you believe in yourself in that moment is what helps you get over that hurdle so that you can continue. It propels you too. It's like you can do so much in so little time. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and there's something so special about hearing motivation from a third party, someone that doesn't know you personally. They can just see your talents and your gifts and they see past all of your bullshit and for them to lift you up. My coach would always tell me something amazing that I didn't see about myself. And I'd be like, I trust her, you know? And just to have someone in your back pocket to celebrate with 
when your friends don't really understand, oftentimes this journey can be pretty isolating, especially when you're changing your circles and you're moving away from people that were once bad influences. Those aren't going to be the people you call anymore to celebrate things with you. And so having relationships like these and coaching relationships and people in this same realm is truly life-changing. It's almost like a foundation or an anchor point because you know that when you change, everything else could fall to chaos. You could lose friendships. You could lose this. You could lose relationships. You change. So things do fall away. And it is scary for a lot of people. And that's what actually keeps people so stuck for so long. But when you have that anchor, they're supporting you and guiding you. That is it. You have that support to hold on to while everything else is kind of like chaos for a little yes. bit. Yeah. <laughs> You mentioned retreats. If you have a retreat that's coming up, I would love for you to share. I'll also have all the information in the show notes for everybody with all your info. But is there anything that you want to share that's coming up soon or any kind of tidbits or insights that you want to give those that are listening? Yeah, I'm always available for one-on-one coaching and those relationships look different for every single person because it's my mission to meet the client exactly where they're at. So whether you've never hired a coach, you've never, you've read one Joe Dispenza book, you don't even know what meditation is, you're just curious about this kind of stuff, I've got you. And if you're a high achiever and you already have a business and you're looking for more support and someone to really hold you and help you gain clarity and confidence, I got you. So wherever you're at on your journey, one-on-one coaching is so beneficial. And yeah, our next retreat is coming in January. We take our and we only have three spots left so this one's an all women's retreat and we host all of the modalities that I spoke about earlier it's just a beautiful way to just try all of this stuff on and to check out of your real life and to check back in and and create where you're moving forward and then of course the ecstatic dance which we'll both be hosting which is so exciting that will be monthly in Tampa the the dates will rotate so be sure to follow my Instagram at Gypsy Soul Cole, and you'll see the latest dates there. Beautiful. Thank you for coming. I can't wait to go into the next podcast. Thank you for sharing, being vulnerable. I appreciate you. I'm just so grateful to have this connection. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. My hope is that you walked away with something today that has opened your mind, your heart, or both. Listening to new perspectives not only help you grow and expand, but it helps humanity as a whole. So if you have someone that you feel would benefit from this podcast and you feel that you want to share, please do. Also, would love to connect with you on Instagram. So please follow me at Miranda J. Mitchell. One last thing, if this episode left you with any ahas and insights, take 30 seconds of your time and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This is the only way I know you are loving the content and connection in this space. And if you want to know more or wondering how we can work together, please go to Miranda-Mitchell.com. Click on the contact in the menu and send me a message. Sending you all love. Till next time.